the USL show, also known as The View for Soccer. I gave a very pro wrestling heel turn, I'm sorry you were offended apology. The US military discussing what a Naruto run is for the Area 51 raid. I feel angry. Sound check, sound check. Recording now. Hey, uh, hey everybody, welcome to the USL show, uh, the main shows. This will be fun. I'm going to do this now, so that way when he goes to edit, it'll just be funny for him, and then some process will drop. You might have heard Phil Grooms talk to Jake Edwards by now, or that's on its way. So the good news is... All of your news will be held in that conversation where Phil talks to the president of USL, Jake Edwards. Uh, and the other thing that that means is that the rest of us get to do our annual uh, here who we th- here's what we think the top 10 of the league looks like. And I don't know, we make a bunch of social media managers upset at us or something. Um, so we're here to do that. I'm your host. Your favorite cheesemonger's favorite cheesemonger, and Malala, joined by uh, the rest of us, who are not the people that get to talk to the president of the league for, um, I, I don't know, better judgment's sake, I guess. Uh, Ryan Allen's here. Hello, how are you doing tonight, Evan? Uh, you know, I'm all right. Can't complain. It's um, it's weird when you move, because there's now less things that are surrounding me than there were previous. But, you know, that's neither here nor there, I suppose. The scarf wall is still intact. I have to figure out what we're doing with that, actually. Thank you for reminding me. Um, hey, not moving anytime soon, I, I guess. Uh, Alan Underwood's here. Hey, hey, hey. Ryan already asked how you were doing, so I'm not going to yeah, ask Yeah, it's okay. I mean, that's fine. Thank you. More of the same, to be honest. Uh, Alan, how are you, more importantly? Uh, great. We're back with students in the classroom, so that's mm. a thing that's happening. Um, so life is a little bit different. I drive to work now, which is strange, and um, have to wear like real pants, but they end up being okay. like Adidas track pants. So sure. I tried to, like. Did split your car like start this week or? Ooh, ironically, one of them <laughs> okay. is gonna have to go get repaired for a uh, some transmission issues. So, um, yes, one of them oh. didn't. So I'm taking my wife's car to work now. Oh, nice. All right, I was way more accurate than I wanted to be there. Um, that's unfortunate. Damn. Uh, I, you know, he records these in a racing chair, which I think is the closest he's come to the interior of a car in a little bit. It's pony. I mean, I drive to the grocery store oh, now and shit, then. That's and right. Yeah. All right. Like someone else, I actually had my battery die on me about a week <laughs> oh, no. ago. What's wrong I was trying to go to the grocery store during lunch, so that became a thing. Moral of the story: Go start your car. We're doing good now. It's been replaced. They got the wiper blades replaced too, so we're looking yeah. up. <laughs> yep. Only, this only. is your uh, reminder from the USL show to check your car's battery. If yeah. You make sure already. your car can pass an emissions inspection everybody before you before you head out for the games that you might be seeing this summer make sure that you can physically get there this segment um, brought to you by click and yeah. clack yeah uh so I, pony has the list 
of the of the how many ever teams it ended up being. So I guess I'll just defer to you, Pony. And if you would like to start uh, with some of the teams that are on the outside looking in as far as who we think are the 10 best, which I'm a little bit curious to hear about. Yeah, so I had us four plus Phil, all ranker, 10 best teams, 1 to 10. First place gets 10 points, 10th place gets 1 point. And then I used that, compiled it all, made a huge fun list of 16 total teams that at least one of us thought was in the best 10 teams in the league this year. So, you know, it's somewhat of a... We only covered half the here's, league. Here's where we have to put the disclaimer where it's like, no, just because your team doesn't end up on this list doesn't mean that we don't think they'll even make the playoffs. Especially given For the most especially given this format coming up this year. Uh, I'll probably end up having to talk about how I came on to my 10 teams, but I definitely did not do this as... Uh, indicator of who I think is going to be a lock for one thing or another. Yeah, you're going to be up here a lot in the first two picks, but we'll see how we yeah. get on. So, by all means, starting with yeah, starting with our number sixteen team is the Real Monarchs, who one of us put in the top ten. I'll give you one guess as to who. Hello. <laughs> Two team, two team apologists here. Uh, so this could have been New York Red Bulls too, but I, I this is like a filler for who, whoever your best two team is goes in the top ten somewhere. Because I, I think there's teams on either side of of the conference or I guess division alignment right now that could be. Um, in the top 10 I just think it's going to come down to who has the more consistent year um, and I I think there's a lot more question marks in the mountain division than there is in like the well as far as our team's going to be good or not than there is in, in the Pacific for sure at least in the western side of things I, I suppose if we're looking at it from me saying this could be Red Bull the Atlantic has quite a few question marks when you get past your you know number one and number two team this could also be Lowe's no I don't I don't disagree that at least one two teams going to yeah. be good I mean I think I would lean more to Red Bulls because of their offense every yep. year usually it's like a top 10 offense so if they even put in like a mid-pack defense they're going to be very dangerous but I mean you're right that there's going to be some two team like every single yeah. year who is at least going to make a playoff run whether it's Real Monarchs whether it's Red Bulls right. 2 whether LA Galaxy 2 makes a run again yeah. someone's going to do it the question and the good who. news is Red Bull 2 actually signed a defender this year Vegas is back by LAFC. Well, they have one. They probably need three more now. <laughs> they have one, but they have a really good one. Uh, Lamine Conte, who I, I won't get to talk about a whole lot this week, is is a guy that I would be watching carefully. All right, we're going to move up one spot, which is actually a tie for 14th oh. place between the Colorado Springs Switchbacks and Tulsa. I hate Let's everybody see. again. And I think we have a lot. We, we There's a few of us that have a lot to say oh on these two God. teams. I'll let Evan Don't go even. first. I see him visibly reacting to that being where their Colorado Springs react, landed. 
And this is, I, I'm sorry. Okay, so I, I get the Tulsa thing where it's like they're going to have to travel a lot more and, and whatever. I would like to point out that Colorado Springs Switchbacks are a team that essentially two-thirds have made the Eastern Conference playoffs at least two years ago, if not last year. And they're... And I get it, Pony. I get it. We've This is now the second year that people are trying to tell you that this team's going to be good. I need you to just believe it, though, again. Because there's... I believe the last year, and they screwed yeah, me over on a multiple Yeah, they levels. totally did. Um, but I I know a lot of people that work for this club now. Uh, play for this club now. Uh, it's, it's good. And I mean... Like... Yeah, I mean, like El Paso's there, New Mexico's there. I have Monarchs there, and I guess Colorado Springs would be like my fourth playoff team. But like, I, we'll talk about it. San Antonio is not like a team I'm excited about right now. Um, and then I have I I don't know. Like Austin's gonna be fine. El Paso's gonna be fine. RGV's gonna exists even though one of their marquee signings was like a 47 year old that played in MLS 20 years ago um, I, I don't know I think like a 500 record gets you into the playoffs in the Mountain Conference and I think Colorado Springs are going to do better than that That's, I, I think the Mountain Conference is actually deceptively good in that there's apart from maybe RGV there's no bad team out here I mean, if El Paso is good, Mexico is good, San Antonio is probably going to be good. Austin is always underrated every year. Then if you have the Monarchs being okay, then where does Colorado Springs slot in? I mean, if you're saying it's going to be like the entire West, yeah, Colorado Springs is better than a few teams on the Pacific. But I think they have a very, I guess, mid-skill-heavy conference to deal with, and they need to take a pretty strong step up to me. You know they like changed coaching staff and made a bunch of player signings, right? I mean, yeah, they've done that a few uh, times. But yeah, all right. If they could if they could recapture that uh like maybe like 2016-2017 home skill, yeah. they'll be they should get in the playoffs, right. but I think they've slipped a bit and I want to see them fix that before Is I can this? say Can someone else besides this team. man talk at me, please? <laughs> okay. I can believe in some Colorado Springs magic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, I, I think that in this mountain division, it is going to be, there is a lot of same, same. And this is where I was stuck. It's like, who do you put in at like that 9 10 spot? Yeah. It's really, a, you, I don't even say flip a coin because it's like you roll a 20 sided die because that's how many teams kind of fit into that, that mm-hmm. sliver of 9 10. You can put almost anyone there and make a quality case, whether it's New Mexico, um, whether it's where Tulsa. Um, in the yeah. 11, like any of these teams like that are not quite your top teams, you know, seven through 10, you're, you're taking a stab at it. Um, I just, I just don't believe in Tulsa in their ability to uh, be above average for long periods of time. Um, sure. I know Austin is overrated. I would say they're rated. I don't think anyone thinks they're terrible, but I don't think anyone thinks that they're great. I think that they're fine. Yeah. I think, I think mountain, the mountain is going to be, like last time was group was group C and D no group D and it was like who is going to not win games to eliminate themselves it wasn't like any team was really running away with that second place and that was Tulsa and Austin and 
they're going to be fine, but I think that Colorado Springs is going to give something a little bit different, and I'm a little bit excited about new and different and exciting, so mm. I'll, I'll go to crazy town with Evan here. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. D20 roll for initiative, if you yeah. will, Alan. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm buying FC Tulsa more than I'm buying Colorado Springs at the moment. And I feel like with uh, just Tulsa going into the division, yeah, we have the discussion of uh, travel distances and everything, but I just I still feel like Tulsa are more likely to finish top four in the Central than Colorado Springs is to finish top four in the Mountain. Well, I'll get into Tulsa since I rated them highest out of everybody, and I actually thought I was, I actually feel I'm underrating them. Okay. Tulsa is a team that last year in the entire league, they were the seventh best defense out of both East and West, and they lost two games. The entire year, they only lost two games. Indeed. Granted, they weren't the strongest group in the league, but this is a team who is almost like going like lily ball light where they concentrate on defense they are not an offensive team they want to try to grind you down and win in a low scoring game and if they could even average like maybe a third more goal per game this year tulsa is going to be a very difficult team and especially since they got put in a group that to me is one of the weaker ones where there's only one great team tulsa has a lot of room to, th- to grow a lot of room to thrive and i mean i'm saying tulsa's finishing second in their group and if they finish below third, I'm going to be stunned. They have a chance to be a great team, and it's just up to them to see if they could capitalize on growing from last year and increasing their signings this year. I mean, that to me, Tulsa is just being underrated on all accounts. They should, they should be a 100% playoff team, and they should host a home game this year. So, who did we have next? Well, next up is a team we've mentioned, I think, at least offhand. 13th place for our ratings is San Antonio. I mean... And Phil's not here had them highest, and Ryan is the only one who actually had them ranked. So, I think it's Ryan's (laughs) floor to say why San Antonio is going to be good. I don't know. I still feel like San Antonio is a solid team within... Uh, their division they're again as we've mentioned they're playing in a relatively wide open uh, mountain division and I still feel like they finished top four in that division I don't really doubt that either I think I mean every time I talk about San Antonio I get told by the San Antonio fans I'm sleeping on them even though I keep saying San Antonio is probably the third team in their division but yeah I think they have a lot of talent and it might depend how long they could keep some players. If they lose them in the European transfer windows, that's going to hurt them quite a bit. But San Antonio has talent. They should be a playoff team. But the question is, how high up are they? Are they? I think saying that like 8th to 15th team in the league, that's probably about right. Read however much you want into the 538 rankings, but they put San Antonio as the third most likely team to win the uh, final this year and their second best team according to SBI again I, I don't uh, just read however much you want into those rankings but still 
If I looked at those, I think they say two-thirds is based on last year and one-third is based on how much transfer market says their team is worth. Mm. Yeah. So if they have a couple of really valuable players, that's going to make them yeah, which very high rate. goes into the... As opposed to teams like Vegas, who transfer market still says only has nine players on their team, two of which are goalkeepers. So Vegas is not on our list. Spoiler alert. Mm. I, I think a lot of San Antonio is going to come down to how much now that Jose Gallegos, which good for him, went and hung out with Bayern Munich and Barcelona, uh, can now go, all right, uh, I still kind of have to like show out well before the transfer window opens, and then someone will hopefully come grab me. Because um, there's... I'm sure been guys that have gone over to Europe on trial or what have you come back and then go, eh, I'll, I'll wait. Not that he's that type of player at all, but always a chance that it could happen. Yeah. And then, you know, like I, there's a lot of teams that are signing um, their academy kids now, these to these, you know, uh, USL academy deals. Um, and, and, you know, like Sac Republic just did it with five kids. I think San Antonio has a, a decent track record now with their academy. Um, they have good players. It's they're gonna be a good team. Like they're a playoff team, two hundred percent. Like Pony said, are they a top ten team in the league? I, they're close. Yeah, they're they're right in that bubble. That means if guy goes has a great as if he has like an MVP first mm-hmm. half of the season until summer easily playoff team probably top 10 yeah. team if he just is above average i think they're a little bit outside of the top 10 mm. but where we have him at number 13 overall i think that's almost perfect for where they're supposed to be to me. good for us all right so we're going to move up one more spot to number 12 which is a pretty polarizing team for our rankings birmingham yeah, and Phil again is the highest, and he's Damn not it, here. Phil. So That's, he 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 did that on purpose. Probably. Yeah. I mean, wait till I see his first place team is LA Galaxy. Too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ooh, crazy, crazy, crazy. But you know, he put the Rochester Rhinos in second. But the only other person Adam ranked in our top and anyone's top ten is Allen. So I think the floor is yours, and why Birmingham's going to be good this year. Um, I struggled oh, with where I would put them. Um. I think when you sign probably one of the better players to have played in the league to score goals for you, I think that already makes you a threat. Um, As much as I don't like said player for personal reasons, um, I think the signing for soccer reasons was really good for them. And I think that is enough to kind of bump them up into a top 10 team. Um, Like you're adding essentially 14 goals to, you know, in, you're going to find a guy who's going to score goals for you a lot. And I think that's going to really help push them into that lower end of that top 10. Um, I wasn't super high on them, but I think that one signing to me is enough to, um, he can bail you out of a game, a close game. He can come up with a wonder goal. We've seen it time and time again. Uh, so that's why I was a little bit higher on them. Um, I could be proven wrong very easily, uh, but I, I think that gets them enough uh, to to get maybe a couple wins out of draws. And you're looking at a, 
a nine win team last season instead of a seven win team and now you're up into the top you know you're into almost a home playoff match so that's why i was a little bit higher on them yeah i mean i don't think they're gonna be bad but i think i kind of fall back to where i've been the last few years where birmingham's average they're not a great side and they have a decent draw too for who they're gonna be playing Mm -hmm. against they're not playing the best teams in the league for the most part I mean, you have Louisville, who they're not as good as. Tulsa, who I think they're not as good as. Indy, who's going to be somewhat around the same level. And then them. It's not like they're... Last year, they had a really good group. They had a... Well, a good group is in a favorable group. They were not playing any of the world beaters in their group. I mean, they had Charlotte, North Carolina, and Memphis. If you were not a playoff team from that group, there's a problem right there. So, I think they're going to be in that same set again, where if they're not a playoff team from their group, there's a problem. And they aren't a horrible side. They are a team who, again, is... I don't want to... Maybe not like San Antonio, but a team who should be a playoff team. If they miss the playoffs, something went very, very wrong for them. But I don't think they're a good enough of a team to put up enough of a fight week in and week out to say they are a top-ten team of the league. They are, again, one of those... They should be, to me, a team who's going to go on the road in the first game, and it's probably going to be an underdog. But if they get lucky, they have enough talent to actually make a run. It's that level of, it's that level of team to meet where I'm not putting any faith in them to make to go deep. But if you told me they finished third in their group and won a playoff game before getting knocked out, I could completely believe that's their story this year. Hmm. Especially with the Flemings coming in, who, as much as whatever we want to say about them, we want to say about them is a very talented striker in this league. So if they make the playoffs, win a round, are they one of the eighth best teams in the USL? If you want to just say rec- if you want to say playoff wise, sure, but you could the same thing you could see you could say a team went undefeated the whole season and then lost in the first round of playoffs is not one of the best eight teams in the league. I'm just trying to but justify they, I mean if they win a playoff game, I'd be willing to say they are I'd be willing to say they crack the top ten if they win a playoff game this yeah, year. Yeah, I had them in ninth. So, I think Phil had him in sixth. Yeah, Phil put him in sixth, which was the highest one. Then U.S. put him. Yeah. Also, oh. uh, that guy can't play for six games. Correct. True. That might hurt him out the which gate. Which, I, like, I, I think they have capable forwards. Um, like... Nico Brett, very good. J.J. Williams could be nice. Like, Prosper Kasim, we don't know a whole lot about. But um, I I guess they would play him up top, I, I guess, because they are not currently really – they don't have any depth if they're going to play with wings. Um, so I imagine they would just move Junior Flemings up to forward. Um but, I mean, it's a non-factor for six games, and I hope he is a non-factor for uh, however long the season is. Yeah. But, I mean, so I, um, I, I, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that group is going to be Louisville then some combination of Tulsa, Indy, yeah. and Birmingham. And I'm and also... I think we're all pretty much in agreement on that. Like, not super into, like, Daigo Kobayashi being on their roster as a player. At 38. I mean, I'm not even 38, and I don't think I could even stand on a pitch for, for 90 minutes without dying. Yeah. Right now. yeah. 
Um, okay, so we move up to our number 11 team, the last team we did not quite make our top 10, but actually got votes from three of us. In 11th place is Sacramento Republic. And the highest on them is Evan. <laughs> I actually had him up in fifth. <laughs> Ryan and I put him just barely in the top 10. <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I've made a list. I've pulled it up now. He's checking it twice. <laughs> not, not once. Um, no, I mean, so, so they added a bunch of children to their roster yesterday who are going to be depth pieces because there's, there's like minute limits on your academy contract kids. Um, but they're also like local products who probably want to like play for Sacramento Republic because they probably grew up watching Sacramento Republic because they were in the academy. Um, that being said, Hayden Sarr just came out of nowhere and played his ass off. Had a really great season. Did not need Fatayalashe in front of him, but he's there now. And then he's got, like, Duke LaCroix, Mitch Tainer's there, Dan Casey is Irish. So that automatically puts them up in the top ten in my list. Um, and then Carlton Belmar and Kamalasa are there to score goals. And I, I think while everyone was too busy rightfully clowning on them for whatever fiasco that was with MLS expansion, they like assembled a team that kind of feels like Nashville did when they were like, hey, we know we're going to have MLS. So like if you guys just hang out for a year or two and get to know each other, we can come uh, do this in like the top top league. In, in the country um, that'll make people really angry with me um, but uh, yeah if they if they I don't know transcend to MLS or not is a little bit irrelevant because I think they built a really good team with a lot of proven guys and they're gonna do pretty well this year yeah I mean I don't really disagree with that they're a very good team they have a lot of very good players I think one thing Sacramento's gonna hurt on this year is they got probably the roughest division draw of almost yes. any team because this is a hard division to run. There's, I mean, if if these if this was like a if you combine the Pacific and Mountain, I think Pacific would have at least five of the playoff teams if they're going to be only eight, yeah. maybe even six. I mean, that's how bad this split is. So to me, I mean, I have them as a I I put them in tenth in my list. I have Sacramento in tenth place, and that seems about right because they are going to be a good team they have a lot of talent they brought back a lot of good players they have a lot of youth coming in they have a lot of veterans who are actually be able to support the youth but it's also sacramento and living here we can't have good things something always goes wrong it's kind of that pessimism of even when it looks great something's going to break in one way or another and it feels like to me this is a team who's going to be second or third and have a dogfight in the playoff round mm-hmm. because that's where we always are. I mean, they are a good team, but to me to say they're much better than 10th is reaching because if you threw them in like the, uh, the, the central, if you threw them in that, I'd say, yes, they are a clear top 10 team. I might even put them up in the top five, but the teams are playing are some of the best teams in the league and I think it's just going to be these teams cutting each other down the entire season and maybe two or three are going to break out and be good. And I don't know who they're going to be. They could be a lot of these sides. And I just, 
I guess it's the pessimist me in me talking, but I don't have the faith that Sacramento's going to be that side that says we're going to be the second best team out in the Pacific. I'd love them to prove me wrong, but until they actually start proving that on the pitch in a consistent manner over the last few years of what they've done in the playoffs and what they've done in the regular season, it's just that I, I can't buy it yet. Now you need to prove me wrong for saying you're bad. Be, be, for me saying you're average before I could say yes you're one of the best teams yeah I had a hard time with putting four Pacific teams in the top ten like mm. that might be true but <laughs> I was trying not to be a west coast homer the yeah. west coast yeah well east. and like the implication there's funny too where you're where you're kind of saying anyone that makes the playoffs out of the Pacific is better than anybody in the mountain conference I mean, I put four teams from the Pacific in my That's top fair. ten as well. Like, you can make a very strong argument for that. Oh, you sure can. Also, it also feels weird to put four teams from one division in a USL top ten. So, yeah. like, I didn't want to get accused of West Coast bias uh, for the Pacific division. Uh, yeah, and, D- and divisional think, bias. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's where that San Antonio argument is. That's where the Colorado Springs argument is. That's where yep. I was stuck on Tulsa and New Mexico and Sacramento and all of these teams. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you can make cases for that that last couple spots. I just was like, ah, I'm going to go away from the Pacific. Because mm-hmm. um, I do no, think... I mean, I, it makes sense. I do think Pony's right. There, A lot of these teams are going to beat the crap out of each other. And, you know, you might see some really good teams with not great records. Look what happened to Orange County last year. Uh, they just ran into a low dose team that really clicked well, and a good team was you know third place in their group uh, because Los dose made a run and Phoenix is there. Um, so it, it's it's not out of the question that there's four top ten teams in the Pacific, but I think if you're looking at like actual record and performance, um, I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of records that don't quite reflect the quality of the team based because of the quality of the opponents. No, and I mean, looking at our rankings, we're in 11th place in that Sacramento. There are still three teams in their division that have yet to be named. So we had four of the top 11 teams all from the same division in our rankings. But I guess moving on in our rankings, we are now officially in the top 10. And we have a three-way tie for eighth place. Good. And those three teams are New Mexico, Orange County, and Indy 11. Weird. Okay. That's two of the three uh, Pacific teams there, and then Indy yeah. 11. Yeah. Um, I also have one very visual reaction from one Evan here. So he might want to have the words to start on this one. Uh... I don't like. I don't know which team to to be like, but why? Um, I I think I have like. I think I have the least confidence in in New Mexico United um, for no. That's a that's a that's a feeling. That's not a. I have empirical facts to back that up. So I'm sorry to the lovely folks in New Mexico United, including their coach who I talked to in the last two months <laughs> uh, that's oh, I'm sorry Troy um, 
listen it, it's it's a it's a fantastically run club they they are going to be good i hate that this is the top 10 because again they're going to make the playoffs um but it's i, I don't i don't i don't know it's either them or indy 11 that that in our show rankings, if I have to change them a little bit, drop out. Um, Indian sixth. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's not Indy, right? Um, uh, yeah. God, I, I hate this part of it because it's like, man, I I like like people at that club and they let me talk to their coach. But I don't think they're at number 10. No, I mean, I... I, I kind of agree that all these teams are the same type type of yeah. team, where they have a very high ceiling, but we haven't seen how they react to a low floor showing up. I don't even think their floor is that low. I mean, even I guess Orange County's floor last year was kind of surprisingly low, where right. I don't think most of us thought they'd miss the playoffs, and then they kind of collapsed yeah. the last month. But I mean, like New Mexico, their team is good. I mean, what what are we gonna say? Their team is solid. But, I mean, last year they played good. They had a rough enough division, got in the playoffs, made a good push in the playoffs, given how far they went. But I just don't know how good they're... I mean, like I say, I actually ranked them pretty high, right? And they were actually the ones who put them on top 10. But I think what they have done to me is even when I don't trust them, at least over the last few years, they proved me wrong almost immediately. So at this point, I'm just challenging them to prove me right, more or less. So, I mean, if they prove me wrong, that means I was right last two years by transitive property. Who knows? But I think Indy's the one I'm surprised who's actually got the top 10, given what happened last year, where they just fell apart entirely. I think it falls into a few other teams where if they burn me for me saying they're going to be good and then they don't even make the playoffs and especially don't make the playoffs in a fashion where it's not like oh they got unlucky missed by a point that's where i kind of say you can have to prove it and i want to see them work back because for the first few times in the usl yeah and 11 is a good team they're a good team and they've been slipping since then it feels like they're not keeping up with the improvement of what a playoff team should be on a regular basis and maybe they did it this year, but through their signings, I don't have quite the confidence to say this team has improved enough from a team who did not make the playoffs to a team who is not only a playoff team when you consider there's going to be 16 of them, but a team who is a top 10 side. That's the one I disagree with the most, even though they have a, I guess, a pretty good group again. I mean, Louisville, then what, Tulsa, Indy, Birmingham? they should make playoffs but i don't have any any trust in with the signings that indy's done from last year to this year to say they're not only going to be a home hosting playoff team but a top 10 team that just doesn't make sense to me yeah i'm i like what orange county did this offseason um they're essentially getting a new signing in Thomas Ennevold since coming back. Uh, he played one game, and then his wife birthed a child, and he stayed home. Um, they brought in Chris Weehan. They've signed a ton of forwards and um, attacking midfielders. Obviously, losing Aiden Quinn is going to be a huge loss for them, uh, but they were a really solid defensive side. Uh, they just didn't score very many goals. But I think they were essentially the best team that didn't make the playoffs last year. 
and I think they've made enough improvements uh, that they are um, on paper they look really good and they look really promising as far as scoring goals and if they can solve that problem um, they're gonna you know be a very good team and they're gonna be a very tough team to to beat because uh, they've been able to hold Phoenix at home to a goal or two maybe two I think they've been it was one goal and no goals in the early season so they know how to to kind of get into Phoenix's crawl a little bit and not allow them to score very many goals at home uh, and then if they can figure out their offense I think they're gonna be a tough team yeah I mean I agree Orange County was one of the ones I was almost put in my top 10 that was I think once it got past my number eight, my like nine through twelve, or almost a how am how am I feeling at this moment set up. And Orange County's in one of those that just didn't quite make my ranks. I mean, I had Orange County in seventh in my top ten. Yep, Carlos, Ryan, and Allen both had them seventh. Phil had them tenth, and then Evan and I did not rank them. No, because we. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the name thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move up to seventh place, which is, I think, the team bolstered by a coach to a large amount because I, any time we talk about them in our chat, we respect this coach as one of the best ones in the entire league. Seventh place, Charleston Battery. Um, they don't have any depth right now. If they get some of that, they can be really dangerous, and there's still time, in theory, for them to get some of that, I I guess. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, to me, it's one of those where if they could even have a slightly above-average team, the coaching ability is just going to push them that much further up immediately, and they should be, like, a few things to talk about. If they don't make playoffs that is a massive blow that I mean there should be no yeah. excuse to them not making playoffs and I think the question should be are they going to host the home game or not that should be their move going into the season because they are one of the best coach teams who no matter what you put in front of him he's yeah. going to put out a team that works well that gels well and that could beat a team who might be slightly better players but due to the coaching, he could just surpass them in every way, shape, and form. And to me, that just earns points. And that's why I have them in my top 10. That's why I'm sure Brian has them on the top 10. That's why Alan has them higher than any of us Any of us do. It's a, it's a team, it's a team where, the, where I think a large part of it is the coach. And we respect the coach who has proven it year in and year out for so many years. That he is one of the best the USL has to offer. And, I mean, he needs a chance at a higher league to me. I mean, there's no way you could take these type of players for so many years, make them better than average, even when they might not be the elite of the league, and not have a chance. And it's just this is going to be another tick on this resume to me this year of I took a, above, a slightly above average team and made them one of the top ten in the league. Yeah, that's kind of where I, my head was at with this one is, I mean, it's the same argument – when I'm sure we're going to talk about this with Pittsburgh is until they prove me otherwise, yep. um, I, I'm going to always 
believe that they're going to figure out a way to be one of the better teams in the East. Well, and I mean, they had a couple of guys get a lot of really good experience internationally too. the last one or two breaks in play, um, which always helps. Like, I, I think they have good players. They have good pieces. I think they just need like literally more players. Yeah, I mean they they I mean they still need to bring in a few more pieces yeah. to shore stuff up, but because I mean, if, if Anhauser is as good of a coach as we make him out to be, which I I like to think he is, then it almost doesn't matter who they bring in as long as they're like competent enough soccer players. Yeah, I mean if if you gave Anhauser a a team that's you know twenty completely average USL players, I'd trust him to make it a yeah. made like a fifth best team in the East. Yeah, they're in the playoffs. They have 19 players right now per the USL transfer tracker, but I just think in this league, uh, coaching is so important. We talk about this with Lily Ball and and Hauser. It's really important to have such a great coach at your side that it can really transform your team. Do you think the MLS transfer window not quite being closed yet has a influence on some of these teams' lack of depth? Yeah. I can't imagine a team, even at USL level, goes into the league with just 19 players. Yeah, like, I can't imagine yeah. USL League One going, uh, USL League One team going in yeah. with 19 players. MLS two sides not included in that there argument. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll revert back to Vegas, who, you know, <laughs> nine players, two keepers, but you know. They still haven't played a game yet, so it could be um, worse. They'll get they'll get like eleven guys from LA every week. Yeah, they're gonna get the you know the high school field trip yeah. up there. But you yeah, know. I'll be in LA later this year, so I could definitely suit You're up. Gonna play. Okay, great. Good. I say, just spoiler alert: Ryan's gonna be starting starting for <laughs> Ryan Vegas Allen on next the bench month. for Las Vegas. Let us know so we could bet against Vegas that week. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Insider trading for sure. You can bet against them every week. Pro- yeah, pro- yeah, hopefully. Okay, so this is where the first really big split happens in our ratings. Where the point point value, Charleston to a team that had no points from anyone, is a smaller gap between Charleston and sixth place. Okay. So this is the ver- this is where we say these teams are the good teams, more or less. So sixth place, the worst of the best, is El Paso, who is a really up and down team. Three of us put them as top five. Phil put them at the bottom of his list, and uh-huh. Evan did not rank yeah. El Paso. No, no, I did not. So since he's doing something, I'll start. To me, El Paso. Last year was a very solid, very strong team. I mean, this team overall just looked good weekend, a good week out. They lost only two games the entire season. They allowed less than a goal per game. And in their playoff run, they actually won both games on penalties against Tulsa, who, as I said, is a good defensive team, and against New Mexico, who is an underrated team before losing on penalties to Phoenix, who went on to the finals to not play the finals because 2020 still sucks even a year later. 
But, I mean, El Paso is one of those teams who is quietly underrated, where you don't think of El Paso as one of the best teams in the league, but El Paso is one of the best teams in the league. They lost two games all last year. They allowed 14 goals all of last year. That's tied for the best in the West, and that's the fourth best overall. I mean, this team is a team that is hard to beat. And if one thing has proven itself time and time again in the USL is if you make a team that is hard to beat, that team is going to go far. And I think El Paso has just bolstered that in the offseason. Even if they're in a division where there's a few other good teams as, as compared to last year, El Paso is going to be good. They are going to be a team who no one wants to play. You don't want to host El Paso. You don't want to travel to El Paso. You don't want to see El Paso on your schedule at all. And, they're, I mean, just overall, their team is, I guess the good word is, efficient. Because if you look at the teams who made the playoffs last year, out of the top eight in the West, El Paso was the number six scoring team. They don't score on you. But they don't allow goals. They're the same thing that we've seen from a lot of other successful teams. And I think, given their offseason moves, they're keeping it the same. They are that very dangerous, very low-scoring team who will take advantage of you if you give up a careless goal. You give a careless goal to El Paso, you've probably, you're hoping for a draw at that point. And they have the ability to capitalize on that, they will capitalize on it, and they will continue to capitalize on it this year. I mean, I had El Paso only as my number five team, and... I think I might have actually underrated them as my number five team because they are very talented. They are very hungry and they are going to make a very big impact on this league. Someone else. Yeah. I mean, El Paso is returning back Logan Ketterer as one of uh, the players that's just returning to this side. I could definitely see El Paso being one of the better teams in this league. I had ranked them fourth in my top ten. And like Pony had said, it's just one of those like quiet teams that slowly makes their way into the upper echelons of USL without making much fanfare to it. Yeah, I think El Paso is what everything New Mexico wants to be as far as success on the pitch. Um, as as much as New Mexico gets touted for for being like this, you know, darling of the league, if you will, I think El Paso gets overlooked quite frequently as being like they were sixth place in the West their first year. They were fourth place in the West last year. They're just a really yeah. good team that you're not going to get like fancy highlights from them every week. But I, I think Pony's right. Like you don't really want to play them because it's going to be a tough game to get a draw even so you're gonna have to spend all this energy to you know extract one point from them um they're a quality side i really like them and the style that they bring and the quality that they bring and i had them i I think they are one of the better teams in the west and then avoiding the group of death i think just launches them into for sure into a top 10 team because i think they're they're going to want to win that that division. I think that's well within their their reach for El Paso to, to walk away in, in the first seed of that division. 
That should be their goal. Something we didn't hear from Evan, who's the only one out of all five of us to not put them top ten. I like they're they're good. I, I just don't think they're top ten good. Sorry. I mean, you someone had behind, to. It, I guess looking at it had to happen to Colorado somebody. Springs because I really Lake. rate Colorado Springs. You can't just tell me, "Hey, Bethlehem Steel exists again," and not have me rate them. <laughs> what are you fair getting enough, about fair this? Enough. I mean, that's fair My enough. My friends are back. They're playing soccer together. I can't. I can't. The when El Paso together. makes the West. When El Paso makes the Western Conference Finals, we'll be able to say I told yeah, you so. Yeah, I can't wait for me to be wrong. Listen, it'll be okay, really. I can be wrong again. Don't worry. It'll I'm, happen. I'm wrong, like, at least three or four times a day, and at this point, right. water off ducks back at this point. It's a personality trait. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that's your first thing in the dating profile. Usually wrong, and, you know, that works out well. That hasn't worked for you? Well, actually, unfortunately, you know. Huh. Okay, so... That took a turn. Mm, you know, it attracts certain types of people. Um, at this point, we're going to break into our top five and going back into our coaches. Welcome to yeah. Lily Ball, the Bob. Pittsburgh River Hound. Hi, Bob. River Hounds are our number five team. Uh, yeah, like Alan said about about Augie, this is you're going to be here until you're bad. Well, we also have to and hear that'll from, happen very suddenly. Yeah, we also have to hear from Brian, who's the only one who did not say Pittsburgh's top ten team in the league. Ryan, we've done this before. You can't just be like, "This is the year," because it's not going to be the year until we're halfway through it, and you go, "Ooh, what happened to them?" Honestly, I completely forgot about them as they as I was ranking my teams. Mm. Alan, Alan, I see you laughing, but. Uh, I guess I could try and play, a, uh, I guess, a devil's advocate on why they wouldn't be a top 10 team. And okay. I, I don't know. I just I didn't like they weren't immediately coming to mind as a team that would be long in the top 10. Like, yeah, they had uh, Alex Dixon and Russell Cicerone and Albert Dickwa as uh, uh, Canardo Forbes is coming back, Jordan Dover, but... I don't know. I, I just didn't buy them immediately coming to mind as a top 10 team, even with Bob Lee. Do I think that they make the playoffs in the Atlantic? Probably, but uh, maybe not even, maybe not top 10. Tampa Bay is going to have a really good season, and as they typically do, and we'll probably hear from the remainder of the top 10. Charleston's still there. I think uh, Miami FC has to be bound to bounce back at some point, and even Hartford's going to fight for a really good spot in the playoffs as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that entirely. I mean, Pittsburgh is a very good team. Lily is going to... I mean, they were the number one team defensive-wise last year for goals allowed. I mean, if you just say they're going to do something similar to that this year, I think if they're their top 10 team, even if you could say they might not be the winner of their division because they have a lot of good teams in their division and there's no way of telling who's actually going to end up on top of that but I mean they allowed 10 goals in 16 games last year They and it's it's Lily Ball I mean Lily Ball does this every single year I mean if he allows more than one goal per game you know he's going to be yelling at his defense every single post game if they're allowing multiple goals because that's who he is and I think it's going to be similar where 
I mean, I think everyone else had Pittsburgh somewhere between fourth and sixth, and I think that's where they're going to be. They are a team who is going to be very dangerous the whole year. They're going to be very hard to beat all year, and they might be the most terrifying team to see in the postseason, apart from like a team you think is going to win the entire league, because Pittsburgh is never going to be a team who you look at and go, yeah, we're going to beat them. You're going to go, boy, I hope we score first and just lock everything down and survive for as long as the game lasts. Because if you go down to Pittsburgh in the playoffs and knockout stage, yeah, no, you're not winning that game. I mean, it's just suddenly going to be you're playing against like a, well, like a 5-4-1 defense and good luck. So I think Pittsburgh is that like we have them fifth, that's probably about where they are because once you get to playoffs, it might be the scariest team in the entire league. Even talking about your the team, the well, the four teams yet to be talked about, I think Pittsburgh might be yeah. the scariest team to see in your playoff bracket. And honestly, looking at the Atlantic Atlantic Division, I think we're gonna end up at the end of the year. There's going to be one really good team that we're just that isn't going to finish in the top four. We're gonna say if only they were in a different division. Yeah, I think Atlantic and Pacific both have that one where if you had to do a top eight in East and West, I think you'd pull five from both Atlantic and Pacific. Okay, so in that case, moving on from Pittsburgh up to our number four team, who is the first team that all five of us have rated as a top five, top ten team. So this is where the consensus starts. Yeah, good for them. So number four, San Diego. Yeah, and surprisingly, Allen from San Diego is the lowest on San Diego out of all of us. So explain do the, do yourself. Do the thing. Play the clip. Play the clip. Play the clip. Landon Donovan. Fuck yeah. Get it. The U.S. By, by, which, by the way, I don't think I, I try not to use that word on the podcast. But in my defense, the USL Championship did literally tweet out that that video clip earlier today. So I think I'm I'm in free. I'm I'm great. Sorry, Alan. By all means. Yeah, I had them rated lower than everyone else, and I think that just it's just because there's some question marks. Um, they were successful because they had Rubio Rubin and uh, Alejandro Guido, and they brought one of those guys back. I think there's some question marks on how well they can bring that team together, um, uh, how well the midfield works. Yeah. Uh, and then they were bolstered by uh, John Kempen last year in goal. I would argue he had one of the best seasons of any goalkeeper in the league. Uh, they replaced him with Trey Muse, which is a, a pretty good loan. Uh, okay. But... I don't. I wouldn't rate Trey Muse at a John Kempen level, uh, so I I see them being a top ten team, uh, but I I really struggled putting them in the likes of a Tampa Bay or a Louisville or a mm. Phoenix yet. I think they have some some things to prove. It's the opposite of the Charleston Battery Pittsburgh thing. It's until you prove to me that you were ready to step up into the top five of the league. I'm not sure they're quite there yet, but I think they have the chance to be this season and I will be pleasantly surprised if they are for obvious reasons yeah I mean they're big on doing last year was someone doing a racism or, or a uh, sorry a homophobia 
Uh, so, you know, if they can avoid that again this year, that would be yeah. huge. I mean, let's be honest. If that didn't happen, San Diego would have been a playoff team last year. <laughs> they literally yeah, were I mean, a playoff look at, team. Look at that. And also consider, like, oh, yeah, they lost They lost a big striker. But same time, I mean, Corey Hertzog is in. I'm not going to pronounce the guys yep. in Pittsburgh because I can't do that. There's too many vowels in a row for that one for me to be able to even give a good chance. I mean, Jack Blake is in. Yeah, it, yeah, that's fine. They brought in enough players yeah. to, I think, cover from their loss. And I think they're going to pick up right they did last year, and they're going to be one of the better teams in the West. And, I mean, yeah. Donovan, uh, how much you want to say if you think he's going to be a good coach or not, he's proved he's going to be an at least above average coach so far. He might not be the best coach in the he's USL, but... He's definitely a player coach. He is a coach that <laughs> like he... you have to look at and go, he has more talent than some of these other guys out here do, given what he's got from his guys, and I think he's going to continue to get this. I think San Diego is clearly one of the best teams in the league, and if it wasn't for them being yeah. in the group with Phoenix, I probably would say they win their group. Yeah, uh, gotta give some love to Nate Miller on the coaching staff as well. He does a lot of the the actual like day to day working with the team and training type of deal. Uh, so gotta give love to him. Uh, and yeah. I wanted Pony to say that, not me, because it's more believable coming from Pony. No, Nate Miller is fantastic as a coach on the team as well. Uh, yeah, I mean their their whole staff has just yeah. been great. But uh, like one more first time, class. first class. Yeah. One more. Yeah, and you know, like he hasn't proven himself tactically, but man, Landon Donovan has however many people are on that roster that are going to run through a brick wall for that guy, which is almost better sometimes. Because <laughs> I think when you have a coach that can appeal to emotion and have it really mean something to all those, to everybody, yeah. that can be pretty dangerous. Um, he, he, yeah, he yeah, appears to have the so. complete support of the team, and that's almost priceless when you think of coaching, that the entire team's behind you. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about U.S. soccer legends, it's hard to pick a player that has more pedigree than Donovan. Feels like you're baiting yeah. us to make a really dumb hot take right there, but Steve Ross. All right, so moving on top three, which is actually surprisingly close. Third place for us is well. There's well only third place them. is Tampa Bay. Yeah. Who? I mean, yeah, it's expected. Uh, you we know, all had you, them as either second or third <laughs> in our rankings. <laughs> Yeah, you can't co-win the league or whatever and not be, you know, up there. Yeah, I mean, we all expect, I mean, anything worse than making the East Finals is a failure for them this year. No. They should win the Atlantic. Easily. Oh, yeah, that, if they don't win the Atlantic, that's also a failure, but, you know, there's two potential yeah. failures for them. Honestly, not only win the Atlantic, I don't think they they do not lose to Miami FC this year. Well, I'm going to say any team in our top three, if they lose, if they don't win the cup, is probably like not a great year for them. I think for some teams, it's a little more urgent than others. But yeah, 
I think all three of these teams, if you say they don't win their division, they don't make the final of the league. Maybe I mean they got to be one of the final two in the conference. Yeah, I mean, at this if point. you look, yeah, I'm mean, looking at it. There um, are the perfect score would be 50 points for ours. Tampa Bay is in third with 44. Yeah. San Diego is in fourth with t- right. 28. So there's a really big gap between what we think is yeah. the third and fourth best teams <laughs> right now. I mean, the expectation for Tampa Bay should be to add a third star above their crest. Yep. And, I mean, who knows what would have happened if they played that game, right? I would have backed them. Yeah. Well, we get it in the regular season this year, so. It's true. It's true. We'll see. Retroactively at the star. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't think who is second place is going to be a shock. But what might be a shock is first and second place are actually tied. Phoenix and Louisville kind of are tied for first place. And again, Phil is not here, who destroyed her rankings by putting Phoenix in fourth for some reason. But. <laughs> when you have like 95 players on your roster and all of them are good <laughs> and would start on like any other team. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we have... was a little suspect. Did he really not like their kids? Is that what it was? First, 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 third, fourth. So. Good. If it's any yeah. consolation to Louisville, no one would rank you worse than third. But it is what it is. Addo Quinn, Santi Moore, James Musa, uh, Darnell King, it, Solomon Asante coming back. That, that yeah. Phoenix is in my opinion, the best team that's currently playing in USL, and if they don't win USL Cup this year, it's a failure of a season. They have to win the Pacific. They have to win USL Cup for it to be a success. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true for them. I mean, I think also that's true still for uh, Louisville and Tampa. If they don't win the Cup, I think you could say their season failed. I mean, those three teams are not make the Cup or bust. They are win the Cup or bust. If they don't win it, there's going to be a reckoning at some level, whether it's going to be some players getting cut, some staff getting cut. I don't know what it's going to be, but if you don't win it, someone's going to pay because I think there's a legitimate feeling for the fans that is truthful that they should be winning it. And if they don't win it, what what went wrong needs to be found out and needs to be fixed. And honestly, from what Evan was saying earlier, I think out of the three teams that we had said here, Phoenix is the one that most urgently needs a cup behind their name. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like fun to be good for a while, and it's fun to be really good for a while. And it's all, I mean, like, winning is always fun, right? Like, no one's ever like, oh, my team won. This sucks. But, like, there's a point where you need to have that validation trophy cabinet a little bit full so you have that extra piece of you know okay well we're not just a regular season club or we're not just the team that makes it to the final you have to get it over the line um and right now the usl championship is a little bit of an arms race between these three teams and so far, it's been mostly Louisville. 
it's hard to deny what Louisville has done. Right, right. But I think if you're Tampa especially, that's your conference final. If anyone else is there, great, good for them. But I don't think, realistically, you've seen anybody be able to beat Louisville in their baseball stadium, which, hey, we saw that changed a little bit with Lynn last year. They didn't start out super hot there. Uh, or the, Not a the, baseball whatever. stadium anymore. Right, right. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe on a less wonky pitch with not a pitcher's mound in the middle of it. I don't know. But, they, I mean, they rebounded. They got rid of their new home jitters, settled down, played really great soccer. Um, but, yeah, this is cup or or I don't think it's reckoning. I think if you don't win the cup but you're close and you're competitive, that's fine enough. Um, like, I don't think any of these head coaches are in danger of their jobs if they don't win the cup this year as long as they're in the conference final or in the league final um and you know not having the open cup at all maybe or not until september is going to be interesting but you still gotta put up in the league push is gonna have to come to shove at some point i think phoenix's biggest issue is who starts like which starting 11 do you put on the pitch and right. you know you're you're going to want to try to rotate guys who works who doesn't but well, it's, you know it's over the how course do you of, keep all those guys happy correct you have essentially starting two starting damn, like you have two starting 11 yeah. yeah yeah so how do you other than we're going to win the trophy this year i promise really i promise how do you keep all those guys happy I mean, if you're winning... What does that playing time split look like? Even then, like, at some point, I want to play, too. Like, if you're winning, winning, you're not really rotating tons of guys in and out because you're rolling with the guys who are winning. Right. I think if any team wanted... Like, if you had to ask, like, hey, team, would you be willing to have 18 regular starters that you can rotate in and out or, you know, whatever, I think most teams are choosing... Yeah, I think we have had okay, We just meet or we just Let's lose see. Alan, so I think we lost Alan. No, we we definitely lost Alan. I mean, at the end of the year, the parade is fun when once you win. Yeah. Uh, the parade. The parade is what keeps the the guys on the outside of the of the eleven happy. I, I kind of dig that. that I mean, we're sense. talking about positive things that come from a championship season, so the parade. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be one of those where, yeah. I mean, none of these coaches are really going to, I think the only way any of these three be in trouble is if they don't win the division and they get knocked out of the playoffs early. Then I could see one of them actually being in somewhat of a hot yeah. seat, but I think they've all earned enough respect where no one's getting rid of them anytime soon, and if someone did, they're going to get snapped up in a second by somebody else. And honestly, given the situation of, well, the world, I, I I feel like it'd be overly harsh to sack someone over this season, unless it was something egregiously terrible, which is completely unlikely for these. If either of them get out, finish out of the top two, then it could be a threat, but we'll see. So, those are our yeah. top teams, just to run them back from bottom to top. For anyone who is just going to skip the end, yep. because why not? We have 
I'm gonna we're gonna put the disclaimer and be like if you want just the top ten, no spoilers, skip to about an hour and five well, minutes. No, no, just make them listen for the entire thing if they don't want no spoilers. But you know, our teams who got points: sixteenth right, Real Monarchs, fourteenth tie between Tulsa and Colorado Springs, thirteenth yeah. San Antonio, twelfth Birmingham, eleventh Sacramento. Hate it. Eighth place, Hate a tie it. between New Mexico, Orange County, and Indy. 11th, Charleston. 6th, El Paso. 5th, Pittsburgh. 4th, San Diego. 3rd, Tampa Bay. And our joint first place team is Phoenix and Louisville. Because we can't pick just one of you. That's what the final's going to be for this year, right? If those are the two teams that make it, it's to determine who gets to win the number one spot in our preseason Yeah, we pick rankings. them, so they're both going to lose first round. There's no, there's no trophy involved this year. It's just we get to come back and do this again, but we know a definitive number one. We'll hop in the Tartars and hand them no, the title that way. No, we'll way. just re-record it after the final. In person. We'll do it live. That'd be crazy. We'll do it pitch side during if the celebration. We get, if we get tickets, we'll do this. We'll do a live show from where the final is. Uh, listen, you know, we know a guy that knows a guy that runs the Even thing. Even if we don't so know a guy, we'll still we do it to get his tickets pitch side. We we are going to overpromise and underdeliver so hard on that. I mean, that's I what our wait. lives are, right? Yeah, that's the name of the game. Two hundred for sure, for sure. Does anyone have any final takes? No, great. I hate all. I'm so excited for Colorado Springs to finish top ten this year. I'm, I'm so excited. Just to <laughs> that would even be better than fourteen. I uh, all right. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Can't wait for uh, my my new uh, le- weekly Twitter thread where I call it uh, stealing your fan base, but with two E's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think we're going to do a thing on Saturday that m- most of us and various other people who I don't even know about yet are going to be around for before our first kick, um, starting from 6.30-ish Eastern time. Um, Phil's gonna be uh, uh, Jason Davis his way through whatever that's gonna end up being um, and and that'll be live in some capacity so check out uh, at the USL show on the Twitters um, if you want to interact with us in a very casual totally not official way um, unlike what we do here every week which is super official and very professional yeah yeah so until that, um, have a good rest of your uh, uh, collective weeks, work or otherwise, um, and happy uh, opening weekend, I guess, everybody. Bye.